0: Today's Gospel lesson is from the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 11th verse. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. One shepherd, for this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Beloved of God, grace to you and peace From God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who are you? This is the question that was at the center of Jesus' public ministry, at least for the people around him. Whether Jesus was a crazy carpenter's son, or a prophet, or something more. That was an important distinction that people had to make. It made the difference between following him, exiling him, or killing him. It's the key question we have about Jesus, too. It's at the heart of our lives as we ask the question about ourselves. It's certainly at the center of ...of any sort of child development or adult development for that. Establishing identity. I imagine that if we were to ask any of the teachers in here... ...they'd tell us that discovering the true self... ...is inseparable from the role that education has in our schools. And if we were honest, figuring out our identity in relation to our families, friends, and society doesn't end when we leave the classroom. It's a challenge we face, an answer we refine as the years go by, and we gain what is typically called wisdom. Who in the world are you? Jesus healed the sick And certainly there was wonder at that accomplishment. But the question on most people's lips was, who is this man that he can heal? He's not a physician. He must be mad. You may see yourself as the lost sheep in this parable. And it is true. Every one of us has strayed from the fold of our shepherd. And it is true that our shepherd will never stop seeking us out. And when he does, we will not come back to the flock. The shepherd will bring us back to the flock. Whether that's carrying us on his shoulders, or as is more often the case for me, grabbing us by the tail and yanking us off the path that we've gone on toward that cliff. but look around you. Are you really all alone? Are you separated from the flock? Who the devil are you? Jesus cast out demons, and while those demons, we don't know where exactly they went, people really wondered about was whether, in order to cast out demons, Jesus of Nazareth had made a deal with Satan. He wasn't a priest, so he must be evil. Now, you may see yourself as the shepherd in this story, and it is important to recognize that we're surrounded by folks whom God has created and whom God loves, and for whom Jesus has opened the gates of heaven. These people need to be sought out by you, told that they are beloved, chosen, redeemed, and holy on account of the God of the universe. You can find the last, lost, least, little, lonely, and lifeless, and you can lead them back. Or you... Even better, bring the flock to them. But you're not the ones in charge of this flock. There is a shepherd who leads every one of us. And like John the Baptist, we are not even worthy on our own to tie his shoes. Think about the shape of a shepherd's crook. It's so a long staff, and then it curves around. That curve is a really important part. It's, on a shepherd's staff, it's too high to hold on to like a cane, but that crook serves an important purpose. Sometimes a lamb would fall down into a little hole, and the shepherd would have to get it out. So he'd use that crook and yank the sheep out. Some of the ancient texts that we find say that shepherds in that ancient time would actually use their crook on a sheep that just kept misbehaving and kept running away if the sheep wouldn't listen to reason, the shepherd would use that crook to break a leg. Now, that sounds incredibly cruel, but think about what has to happen if the sheep has a broken leg. It can't walk on its own. So now, this sheep who has been misbehaving and running away has to be carried right up to the shepherd's bosom, has to be carried while the leg heals. Sometimes when it seems as though we have a broken leg spiritually is when God is holding us closest as we heal. Who for Christ's sake are you? When Jesus taught Opening the scriptures to the disciples while they walked on the road, they wondered who he was. Who could it be who knows God's words so deeply and can so perfectly ignite our hearts? He's not merely a teacher. He must be something more. You may see yourselves as the flock in this parable And it is true, you have been called and gathered together. You can identify each other by the sounds you make. I have a little experiment I'd like to try on you. The Lord be with you. Oh, you sound like a bunch of sheep. Bunch of little lambs of Jesus. Sometimes we can even identify the flock by its smell. Green bean hot dish? Fresh manure from spending nights pulling cattle or an afternoon raking hay? You're truly a group gathered together supporting one another, watching out for each other. And some of you smell like Sandy's donuts and coffee this morning. Like a flock, we've been known to turn on one another among us. Refused to help the smallest lamb, the sick lamb in our fold. We've walked away when one of our flock was stuck. We've stood by with the 99 while that one was lost and needed our help. So who in God's name are you? Jesus forgave sins right in front of the authorities, and they wondered Who does he think he is that he would have the power to forgive sins? He's not a prophet. He must be a heretic. And you may see yourself as the Pharisee in the stories about Jesus. You have probably been the one who took comfort in the way things have always been done. You may have felt threatened when someone claimed to have heard or experienced God's word and presence in a way that was new to you. Some of us identify with the Pharisees who are willing to permit the presence of those who aren't like us, but not respect them, not value them. This next one I mean in the truest church sense of the word. Who in hell are you? Now that's the heart of it. Hell is exactly where this story ends up for our Lord Jesus. He didn't stop at the dirt. He was born in the filth of a stable, lived the life of a man, and died the life of a criminal for you. But that would only be enough to give you redemption in this life. Our Lord Jesus descended to hell to conquer death, destroy the power of the devil, and he was raised on the other side of death. Death is no longer an obstacle. Death has been defeated. Hell is no longer a threat. Hell has been vanquished. Our Lord lived, died, conquered hell, and was raised from the grave for you. He was no earthly physician, but is the great physician of life. He was no temple priest, but is the chief priest of creation. He was no mere rabbi, but is the one who fulfills the law. Not an ordinary prophet, but he ushers in the kingdom of God. Jesus was raised from the dead. And you are all these things in the parable. You're the lost sheep. You're the silly flock. You're the shepherd. You're the Pharisee. But you're also something more. You are the creation of God. You know, I read somewhere that If you point at something, trying to get a cat to look, those of you who have cats, if you point at something, the cat doesn't look where you're pointing. The cat looks at your finger. And so, just like those brilliant and stupid cats... While we were looking at the signs, while we were thinking about sheep, flocks, and shepherds, God was pointing to you, a new creation. Jesus Christ is the Word of God, and Jesus Christ has redeemed you from sin, death, and the devil, not with gold, not with silver, but with his precious blood, innocent suffering, and death. Jesus once asked his disciples, Who do you say that I am? And he was told, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is the Christ. This is the Son of God. He doesn't ask you to kick your drug addiction before he will love you. He doesn't require you to have your life all straightened out before he will hold you. He doesn't expect you to be good before he redeems you. Who are you? You are a lamb of his flock, a sheep of his own fold, a sinner of his own redeeming. For this is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and he has made you new this day. Let us pray. Dear God, you are the lion and the lamb. You are our God. In spite of all our efforts and failures, we pray that you would build our lives, that we would serve you by serving those in need in our lives. We give you thanks for forgiving and redeeming us and sustaining us with your Holy Spirit. Make us holy this day and always. In your name we pray. Amen.